Hello and welcome to A Committed Life Podcast. Today's focus is the anxiety of a major life change and the challenges of remaining committed to our goals. This post comes from a place of major change in my life. I'm leaving the school I've been working at for 11 years, the last seven days as a, or last seven years as a building principal for a bigger job closer to my family. I will be the principal of a larger building in a new town and trying to buy and sell a house in a crazy real estate market while learning a new set of policies and procedures. While all of this is an exciting challenge and an opportunity to stretch myself, it's a bittersweet. I'm leaving a community that's become home, a school family that I love, and a home I purchased nine months ago. That's right, nine months ago that I thought I was actually going to retire in. So for my opening, you can see that I'm confronted with anxiety, nerves, and a bit of stress and sadness with all the excitement as well. This creates all kinds of emotion and tension to swirl around in my heart, soul, and mind. And this is where the challenges begin. The most difficult challenges aren't buying and selling a house in a cozy in a crazy market or even starting a new job in a community in a new community. Don't get me wrong though. These things are challenging, but the real challenge comes from the old habits we had manifested to be our coping skills when we were confronted with the anxiety, fear, sadness, nerves, and stress we have mentioned earlier. The things on the surface can be attacked and adjusted to uh, can be attacked and adjusted to a blueprint to to follow a playbook, right? It's it's there there's no we can do that okay it's been established that we can do anything by developing a blueprint we can have a playbook but these things generally don't have a conditioned response because they're not a regular event for us but those pesky feelings on the other end uh, on the other hand they've been conditioned rehearsed and reinforced over time and they can easily become a big problem again even if you feel like you've addressed them Okay, they can still become a problem again. I had felt like I had comfortably and successfully defeated and overcome the negative coping skills I'd created for myself, but suddenly, when faced with significant change, all the confidence and strength I had gained from living this committed life was in question. Here's how manipulative these negative coping mechanisms can be. It can put you into a situation where you lock yourself into a self-imposed prison. I would avoid new challenges and opportunities because I had a comfortable routine that I had created to overcome all those negative things before. I built in safeguards to keep me away from the stresses. But we can reach a point where these safeguards are confining and we we have to overcome these demons, but we allow fear to keep us there. They had such a hold on, on me. And and on all of us, our demons do, that they control us with such dominance that even when we've beaten them, even when we lack the, even when we've beaten them, we still lack the confidence to truly walk away from them because they're always in our mind. I actually struggled to make a decision on a new job that took me closer to my family and provided me with new opportunities because I was terrified to go back to the situation where I would be tempted by my old demons if I had to establish a new routine and new surroundings. I mean, think about how messed up that is. I'm tr- avoiding something that's better for me because I was in fear of all those old things that I had successfully confronted. 
Now, you could argue that I hadn't defeated my addiction to food and nicotine or even the propensity to drink some because I was afraid to change, because I feared going back to those addictions or not being positive and committed to spreading motivation and inspiration in the world like I had felt like I was doing. I contend that I had beaten them, but I still feared them. And fear can be a good motivator, but it, especially when you're getting started, but it can't be the only motivator, especially in this scenario. It amazed me just how much I feared this new opportunity and challenge for months I had preached getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I was able to do this in working out and in putting my thoughts and messages online, but I obviously wasn't at the point where I felt comfortable doing that, doing that with all the things in my life. And this was eye-opening for me. And, and an opportunity for me of personal growth was now underway. It was a journey to continue to live and improve on this idea of a committed life. I had to do some deeper reflections at this point, and it was a healthy reminder that our demons, addictions, and shortcomings are multifaceted, and they affect so many areas of our lives, we're never done. There's no finish line. I repeat that. you got to understand this with whatever you do. There is no finish line. We are in a constant state of growth, reflection, and adjustment and implementation. We have to evaluate all aspects of our lives all the time. The work, or as I really like to see it now, the passion of a committed life is never done. So I can talk about this, but what is my plan, right? How am I going to address it? How will I ensure that I've overcome my fears and maintain control over the behaviors and negative coping skills that I developed before I started living this committed life? Once I had bariatric surgery, things just opened up for me in a different way. So when the anxiety and stress hits my hits, my go-to is still in the back of my mind, I'm still struggling with this, is still to, to go to food because it was such a part of my life for so long. So I really center my new plan around this as well as continuing my exercise routine. I want, But I want to take some time to let you know my plan or your plan could be different. But the point is, you better have a plan. Okay, so I kind of have four or five steps that I follow. The first step is reflection. When I feel that anxiety and stress in my life, I have to ask some questions of myself. The first question is, what's causing the anxiety and stress? What's the root? Okay, and I ask myself this multiple times in multiple different ways because what I initially may feel is the root isn't really the root of the problem. I've got to dig deeper. The second thing I ask myself is, what do I want to do when I feel this way? Okay, so in other words, do I want to eat? Do I want to drink? Do I want to have a, a cigarette or do I want to chew tobacco? What do I want to do when I feel this way? So then that leads me into step two, developing a plan. Step one is reflection. Step two is developing a plan. So the first part of that is what are healthy coping mechanisms I can use to move past these feelings so I don't fall back into that trap? And then how, will, how am I going to implement these skills into my daily life? How am I going to use them? And then finally, the third part of developing a plan is what are other safeguards or preparations you can make to ensure you don't fall short here? Again, remember, safeguards and planning are important. They're not all negative. We have to have them to keep us safe. We just can't allow them to dominate our life. So step one was reflection. Step two, develop a plan. Step three is take action. Take action. Put your plan to work. If you have a plan and don't implement it, it's a joke. It's a waste of time. It doesn't mean anything at all. You've got to track your use of the plan to measure your growth and keep you aware of where you are and if you fall short. 
because when we take action, it doesn't really, we don't know how effective it is unless we're recording what's going on. So you've got to do this. You've got to record it. Okay. So step one, reflect. Step two, develop a plan. Step three, take action. Step four, take that action and get into a journal. Start journaling. Keep a journal each day. This allows you to record where you're at, process your feelings and actions, and set you up for the next step. All right. So step one, reflection. Step two, develop a plan. Step three, take action. Step four is journal about your thoughts. And step five is repeat it. Repeat, repeat, repeat. This plan is meant to be continuous. It never stops. It is a mo- it's a moving and changing plan that promotes growth and is, is about always moving forward and improving. That's what every plan should be about. Moving forward and, repl- and improving. Remember, I said just a little bit ago, there is no finish line. If you think there is a finish line, you're just going to end up where you were before. Now, one final item that must be mentioned. In every phase of this plan, you need to be thinking about how to challenge yourself in each phase. So when the discussion started, I was focused on how the thought of new challenges outside of my comfort routine had allowed me to build a prison for myself. You and I both know that we need challenges. Okay, we can't just rest on one thing. What will get, if you rest on one thing, you're going to get bored. And two things will happen. Okay, you can lose interest. And the second thing is you become so safe that comfort becomes a priority and you end up stuck in that box again, afraid to move outside of its walls. And then that's when growth dies. Growth ends at that point. But, and I think you know where I'm going here, okay? Because I go here every week. All of these things, these tips and these plans are great. But don't forget the most important thing, the very most important thing of all of this It doesn't matter if you reflect, if you develop a plan, if you take action, if you journal, if you're repeating the process. None of that matters if you're not truly committed. Because, and you guys, if you listen to me, ought to know, if your commitment is greater than your feelings, you're going to get results. And why do people shut themselves off? Why do they create barriers to themselves and walls? Why do people struggle to make decisions or struggle to get out of their comfort zone because there's safety in that routine. And just because you're able to break that routine one time and, or three times or 10 times and change and create a new habit for yourself doesn't mean you're done. There's never a finish line. You have to constantly make sure you're doing these things. When your commitment is greater than your feelings, you get results. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, make sure that you're enjoying life. Soak it up and soak it in.